So welcome, welcome to episode number 33 of the Studio 7 Fitness podcast. Hope you had a great week. Uh, the sun is shining, so it makes it all a bit better. Um, back to a guest podcast this week. So really, really excited for today's guest. So uh, he's a local uh, lad from Kalani who headed over uh, the water, as we say, uh, to the UK as a teenager um, to join one of the you know, biggest and apparently the oldest club in the world. I only found that out recently. Um, Nottingham Forest, um, steeped in history, um, European Cups, League titles, FA Cups, League Cups, and managed by arguably one of the best managers of all time, Mr. Brian Clough. So um, amazing move for him. So we're going to talk about that. Um, he also went on to play for various other clubs. He totaled around 200, I think it's two, three, four appearances, some going, and played for Ireland under 21s as well. So um, and he did an interview with Bulls.ie there a few years ago, and uh, I have to quote from it because it was a very good title to the to the episode. It was "Brush Shoulders with Sven, Sol Campbell, and Jimmy Floyd." Now that's not bad company to be knocking around with, and also played against the likes of Carrick and Rooney. So um, now UEFA for licensed coach and living back home in the kingdom, back in in Kerry, um, uh, since he retired in 2018. So without further ado. And welcome, uh, Mr. Brendan Maloney, to the Studio 7 Fitness Podcast. Thanks very much. Thanks for inviting me on. Um, no worries I've, at all. I was saying to you earlier, the first time I've done one of these uh, over Zoom, you know, the way the way things are at the moment, but look, very looking forward to it. I know, strange times. And that actually leads uh, into my first question to you, actually. Um, sort of how has the last year being for you, Brendan, I know you're now coach um, and obviously that had to stop as, as, as most other things. Um, and obviously, you know, isolation and, and uh, um, as in maybe able to move as freely and seeing family and stuff. How's the last year been for you? Yeah, look, frustrating really is, is, is one word I could put on it. Um, you know, the first lockdown when it all happened, you know, going back a year ago now and I remember people saying like it'll be two week thing, a four week thing, and a six week, then it just started getting longer and longer. And um, the more it went on, it it became job difficult for everyone really. Um, you know, just from a personal point of view, all like job coaching got put on hold, um, and all that stuff, um, restricted movements, everything. And then, um, you know, it was it, it was tough, but the bigger picture then there's uh, you know there's people out there suffering and have lost people. Through, through what's going on and, and and you know if that happened then it'd be 10 times worse you know so it's it's hard to I know like as I say there coaching wise it's everything stopped but that's only a small thing of what what's actually going on in other people's lives out there you know yeah as you said it's um as long as our you know our immediates and our family are are, are um are safe that's the main thing as I said frustrating is, is is probably the key as I said like you closed for over a year so it's, it's trying to adapt and like we're doing here we're, we're adapting online and uh, I think it kind of gave me you know I try and look at the the glass half full sometimes you know it's given me a chance to maybe do a few courses and things and, and maybe I wasn't as techy or going into online stuff so it's maybe given me you know so you kind of have to try and make the best of it uh, as they say so um, back I suppose growing up in, in Kerry and I suppose people who are listening from maybe from the from Ireland as well but obviously the UK the you know the the power of of Gaelic football and the draw that has uh, as well as soccer. Um, my parents from Mayo originally. Um, we won't talk about the, the last few All Ireland finals, yeah. but we, we won't go there. Um, my dad loves the. He was in the Mayo minor mix up actually when he was young, and then he moved to England for work, and um, and uh, he moved to Cambridge, which is we'll talk about the old uh, Abbey Stadium maybe later on. You went down there, I think, for a little bit, 
but yeah. um for, for for the coaching side but yeah it was sort of growing up in, in Kerry especially being football being blood and the, and the sort of GA versus soccer how was that and growing up was it something you played both I know you played for Beaufort as well in regards to the car so you know what was it a case you just preferred one or the other or did you enjoy both and it was just you were better at one or um enjoyed both but like I know from from as long as I can remember it was all it was soccer from 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 day one really um as I say I played both in in school obviously in schools there's no soccer team it's, it's Gaelic so even played with the school in Gaelic and that but um Joe's fine when you're younger you can play both and you can get on with it and as I started getting older 13 14 15 there was like things started to clash decisions had to be made but there was never any in doubt what I what I want what route I wanted to go down and it was try try make it in soccer you know um but I, like I played up with Beaufort up until um on the 14 um you know and, and and loved it really all my all my close mates were playing that you know so you can't beat it that way but you know when I would when I at 15 I made the decision kind of like um to 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 cut Gaelic and just put everything in, into into soccer and, and I think if you want to progress in anything even not even sport you have to prioritize something you can't yeah. be trying to do this um this one week miss it the next week and do another thing you know you have to prioritize and and um you know that and that's what I did yeah and to have that drive as a young age is that, that that's quite you know um just looking back you see a lot of people might try all different sports but to have that focus and say no look look this is what I want to do I suppose such a young age was was um, and that's something you always had inside you do you think Brennan? yeah it was it was just as I say like I don't know it was just it's always what I wanted to do like anytime someone asked me when I was younger um what you want to be like it was always all oh, soccer player. Joe I don't know where it's same it, same yeah, yeah. It was just like it was just a oh, soccer player and um never thought of anything else and as suppose as then um as I got older and and Joe as I say again 13 40 15 and I like oh I'm pretty good at this you know got an Ireland trial and and stuff like that and and it just went from there you know um you know it was just a thing in my head that I just just wanted to succeed at it like so I just put everything I had and and could towards it that's brilliant that's brilliant and uh you grew up playing for the for the blues for uh, athletic um and then you took decision because as you said and I know friends actually a friend of mine Ryan Casey I don't know if you know him he's he uh he was at Swansea for years as well, and he was um, he played. You know the under eighteen, or was it the World Cup? Was it the World Cup or the European Cup where they won? Do you know the penalty shootout? He was playing with Robbie and the boy. You know, I think oh yeah, he, he oh. took one of the pens. I think he was a sub, but he moved from Galway up to Dublin to a team to get more of a shop window, I suppose. And you did the same with Belvedere, um, which, as I see, not many scouts maybe knocking around the southwest of Ireland, but. Uh, um, that decision, and I just read up on it, and you were saying you went up on a weekend to play, and you'd stay up there, and you'd come down the next day. How was that? And sort of the the, the playing in the shop window with probably you know obviously the stand and was higher. Just explain how that year was in Belvedere. So as as you said it there, really, your know, scouts wouldn't be coming down to to say Kerry to watching like watching mm-hmm. games or anything. So um, it was a decision that had to be made, and and to be honest, um, Athletic helped um, Athletic helped me out. Uh, show loads with it really they they kind of set up a, a trial a trial game in Belvedere oh, um wow. yeah so went up um did well in the trial and then they said uh Joe come play for us for a year and, and that was the aim like you know just to get up to Dublin um scouts everywhere watching games um so that's how it came about I remember so what I used to do was get a train up um Saturday morning seven o'clock eight o'clock train Saturday morning be collected at the train station above um 
go to training after training, then stay at one of the, the players' house um, with them. And after the game Sunday, get the train back down. And yeah. Joe was a kind of big, um, big commitment because it was for Joe, like we every week on up and funded by my mom and dad, Joe, like trains yeah. up and down and everything like so. Um, but no, look, it, it, I loved it. And, you know, look, it worked out in the end. Like, that's where I first got my uh, Not Forest trial was, uh, I remember a scout was at a game. Um, after the game, he went and spoke to the Belvedere manager um, and said, look, is like get Brendan over on trial for a week. And, and that's where it came from. Wow. How old were you then, Brendan? When I... 15. So, yeah, it was yeah. 15. Yeah. So it was, um, you know, at that then, Joe, I didn't, again, I didn't feel I was missing out on anything, Joe, down home. I just, because in, in my mind, it was like, I'm going up playing, playing soccer for the weekend. Like, you know, yeah. so it, it didn't matter to me. I was happy to go up on Saturday yeah. morning down Sunday evening. Like, yeah, it'd be the same. You're playing, and that's all you want to do at that age. You know, you just want to play and play, play. You know, to a level, you know, where you enjoy it, but also, you know, obviously the standing was going to be really good, and you'd be mixing with lads who are probably looking for the same sort of path over as well. You know, um, so that's obviously going to raise your standard, raise your game as well, which is great. So then the week, the week trial obviously went well. They they offered you was it academy spot was it? So a week trial, um, well, week trial went well. Got offered back for another week trial. Okay. Um, um, in the Easter or like one of the midterm breaks in school like so I don't miss school went over um, and at the end of that week I remember brought me into the office the academy director uh, Nick Marshall at the time um, and the uh, youth coach and just said look we'd love to offer you a, a scholarship a contract to come over um, where then then for me thinking about that was just you know this just what a moment like you know yeah, um, yeah. just sitting there like didn't know what to say we just got out of the room and rang, rang home and um and, home and yeah and just that was it really just kind of got started out over the next couple of months wow um and to go as I said playing Belvedere then to sign it for Forest like I say the history there and, and what what that club was you know the you know the I suppose the, then you're going into sort of the professional setup you know the the stands again have probably gone up another level but, um, you know, you hear in regards to some people going over, you know, that homesickness and stuff. But you're saying your family came over a good bit and you're actually OK with that. You know, you, you know, you hear some lads who kind of just couldn't take it and came home or whatever, but you obviously stuck it out. But uh, how was that transition from sort of playing the weekends for Belvedere to going into sort of training most days? And uh, Tough, like um, first went over, obviously the first without football or, or training or anything, the first bit is is trying to settle quick yeah yeah the, the homesickness part um you know i remember weeks leading up to before i was gone i was like just over the moon so excited um yeah. and then the day come when i was going to the airport and start like, to kick in like oh dear. Like, yeah you, you'd be crying like oh you're leaving like and it's yeah. kind of hit, hits in then um when you get over then like joe the, as the weeks go on it gets a bit easier and easier and you're living in a house with a few other lads and you kind of build relationships that way. Um, but I remember them saying, like, you know, for the first three months, like, family, just don't go home or family don't come over. Yeah, because they want that, you to see it, yeah. Want you to get that, like, Joe. If you settle down for a month and your family come over and then they leave, Joe, just, like, kind of back to square one. You'd be probably upset again with them leaving. Yeah, that's, that, a good, that's a good way of thinking about it's it, yeah. It's a good yeah. way, like, you know, um, and after, I remember then after Christmas, got home for two weeks at Christmas, 10 days at Christmas, um, I went back again, was horrible leaving, going back, but like it only took a few days and I was back into yeah. it again. And back, it, with, it, back with the lads and back know. with the lads, back into 
day-to-day stuff, normal routine, and um, and you know, as the you know, a year or two go on, then it's, it's just normal life. Yeah, but I remember so we'll talk probably a little bit more about it later on about the the team sports and team environments and how you know there's a couple of times I've moved to places and didn't know I knew zero people there. Like you know, same with Galway, same with down in Killarney. Didn't know anybody down here when I came down ten years ago, but uh, it was actually joining a club and a team where now I still have friends who from the people I, you know, and you get to know people through and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you feel more comfortable, you know, so, um, you know, that was a great way of doing it. And that's, that's a good thing, I suppose, in their mind to say, okay, let, let's give it a few months, let the boys settle before you get sort of, uh, you know, maybe sort of unearth, you know, your mindset a little bit. That's interesting. Definitely. I think, I think like that was a big help at the, for me anyway, yeah. um, because, Joe, I, I just show like if, if my parents come over after a month just to, and, and have to go back and or if I went home, you know, just you're kind of never getting that real solid um, show settling in period. Yeah. So I think that was it was it was a great like at this at the time I was like, Jesus, that's that's I don't want that. But obviously, Joe, it was they knew what they were doing. They've dealt with hundreds of kids coming over and, and they know how to do best with it. And were you training and were you like, you know, you'd obviously seen first team players. Was it? Was it kind of a, what was the atmosphere like in the club? Was it, was it, you know, in regards to what you'd, obviously it's your first, say, professional club and, and how was it, I suppose, that kind of history of Nottingham Forest, you know? Yeah, look, the history, obviously, it's, it's such a huge club, obviously, as you mentioned at the start, the, so the European, double European champions, obviously, yeah. Brian Clough um, and all that kind of stuff. And and for me, really, like, the player I idolised growing up was Roy Keane. And yeah. I, you know, where he started off and, you know, um, you know, it was great. Like it is, the the atmosphere around the club is just by fans and everything is just honestly yeah. like the first, the first. I we used to ball by when you're an academy player, you ball by at the home games. Okay, yeah. Um, so I remember my first, my first game, I ball by that. Like you're sitting in the obviously pitch side, and fans everywhere, twenty five, thirty thousand in the stadium, and it's just like just could not believe the atmosphere, and and you get a buzz out of it. Like you know, it was just unbelievable, and. And the the they're so passionate. The fans are so passionate. Like it's it's um, hard to describe. Really, the club really should really be in the Premiership. It's, it's oh, yeah. a sleeping joint. Like the minute they get up there, um, I think that club could could stay there for a long time. Yeah, same as that. I said that's you know I'm pretty sure they'll be back up in that in that level again soon. And um, but as you said that, I even got kind of you know goosebumps even thinking of you sitting there with a full house and you're probably that's even probably instilling more in you then Brendan about okay this is where I want to be on the pitch you know I want to be uh, exactly yeah. no, it, it drives you on you're like you're looking and you just think like I want to be out there and yeah, yeah. I want these fans be be watching me play you know yeah, yeah. um and that and that's and that's how it goes you know and and um yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely. class. Um, I suppose, and that sort of, you know, the, sort of the percentage of people sort of making it even through academies and stuff, then getting into the first team can be quite small. So I was listening to a, there's a high performance podcast. I don't know if you listen to it. It's with a guy, you know, the um, Jay Humphrey. He's a he's a, a presenter, I think, with the football. And on, on oh, some... I actually listened to um, um, I listened to one one of his podcasts actually actually, and it was quite. Who did I listen to? Uh, Oh, I can't remember. No, I have listened to it. Yeah, the, yeah. the time England won the, England won the Rugby World Cup, I think it was about. Yeah, was it Clive Wood or it could have been, uh, or Johnny Wilkinson one was. was oh, that, that's the one, yeah, Johnny Wilkinson. I listened he went to really that. deep, Johnny. I didn't realise how deep he was. Is it? Yeah, no, he was very good. I was the same. He, he's a lot into the kind of mindset of it as well, isn't he? Yeah, and it's brilliant because he was saying like he, 
even like what he puts as much into like he said playing like World Cup final doing the dishes he's saying you're you're using your body to to achieve a goal like you know so he was yeah, very yeah. yeah he's very switched on but I didn't well, realize well, how, well, how, well worth to listen to actually yeah. yeah um that's one of the most downloaded ones I think the Johnny Wilkinson one but the um, Casper Schmeichel was on it and I think you you may he was a teammate of yours for for a while yeah. I think um and his one is brilliant if you go back and listen to his one and he was talking about literally how small margins they are and that's what fascinates me about sports psychology and this i'm doing sports psychology at the minute hopefully doing a, a performance psychology as a master's down the line but um he was saying he's literally dealing in millimeters like you know if, between yeah. failure and success um and you know uh, arnold palmer you know obviously the famous golfer said 90 percent of golf is from the shoulders up so you know you're obviously all physically you know being at academies and you're playing you're all kind of physically you know in good shape you know so it's it's the other bit and you sound very driven from a young age so how was that mindset you know and the mental side the strength to say look okay instead of saying oh great I made an academy at Forest to say look I want to be in the first team you know where does that you know come from and it, it is small margins in professional sport yeah it is like you know when I went over as, as I say 16 like I didn't want to be coming home two years later you know yeah yeah I didn't want to be because I've heard you hear so many stories of, I've of heard, uh, yeah, yeah. people going over coming back. And I didn't want to be that the kid that went over but yeah. wasn't good enough to to progress. So when I went over, you know, I just kind of the standard like everything, the standards went up a notch, like you know, yeah. they watch if 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 you're a minute late, a minute late, lit, literally you're told about it, or like you know, you're you're given a yeah. at 16, 17, you're given a telling off like I remember at um, first year, you have boots to clean. Joe, you're assigned to a player clean boots. I should um, still do that nowadays, I think. It's, all those a, things, like, they instill yeah. so, like, it's such, such good for discipline. Yeah. Um, I remember the, there'd be jobs handed out. So one week, like, you'd be in charge of making sure the cones were training, Joe, because we'd hop on a minibus, go to the, the training ground. Um, cones have to be there. Um, balls have to all little jobs that you have to do and and the standards were so high and it just kind of stayed with me um I think throughout my career and this is no joke I think one time I ever remember like uh, of being late um yeah that's throughout. amazing look yeah and and to be fair a lot of like it was just even now to this day like if I'm it's, it's something that we, if I have to be somewhere at a certain time I, yeah. I'll be early not like not on time or late it's just yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm, exa- I'm exactly. Like, I hate to be late for stuff. Do you know, I really want. I'm always like, I remember doing some. I did some workshops in the plaza, and I'd be there like an hour and a half, two hours before, trying to set up because I wouldn't be very techy and getting all there, getting all my notes ready, and getting like the the speed. You know, the the, the projector set up, and yeah. you know, even to a you know to a coffee or something. You know, you and that's great to have that in you because. You know, another good uh, Clive Woodward was talking about that about time, and and I think I think Sean Dyche as well. But just those little things, they might seem little, but they can add up to you know. And that discipline, like they used to say, I think he said to Martin Johnson at the time, because lateness, I think, was was being an issue. And he actually sort of gave gave kind of passed it over a little bit to the players and said, okay, to Martin Johnson, who was one of the leaders, said, you know, get together and come back to me. What you how you're going to manage your time better? So what they turned out is they actually had I forgot the name they called it, but it was from then on. If it was a meeting at say I don't know eleven o'clock in the morning, they'd be there at ten to eleven. So the the okay. pact with the players was we're going to be there ten minutes before any deadline, and they were never late again. You know, so yeah, that true. obviously then if a group of players are doing that, you know that's that little thing. You know, even cleaning the bus or keeping the you know your bus clean when you get off it. You know, these things or being nice to the reception staff and hotels. You know, yeah. that's what a lot of these top managers look for because you know that's going to you know carry on to your attitude on the pitch and stuff. 
hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It reflect it reflects on off the pitch, reflects on the pitch, really. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Like we said there, I suppose there's a couple of players. You know, I you know as we seeing as they went over and and maybe didn't maybe have the discipline and maybe fell off the wagon a little bit and maybe getting into bad habits ended up coming back and as you said so playing a bit of league of ireland or playing junior football then in the end and kind of maybe you see them and the talent is just outrageous was you know but it was just more about the mindset did you come across any players kind of who were like ridiculous but like just didn't yeah, you quite... come, as you say they're like at that age well 16 17 a lot of distractions start to come as well like yeah, you know it yeah. might look something like oh i might might shoot out now tonight or might do yeah. this and you know and standards do start to drop and um and then after two years or three years they get released and they turn around and say oh, why how why did i get released yeah, you know yeah. and, and in your own mind you're thinking well you you just des- you because you didn't do it right you just you kind of deserve to like you know yeah, yeah um you know and you do come across players like so when i went over 16 there's around 20 of a sign like you know, from a couple from ireland there was english lads maybe a french show like all 20 in total yeah. So you go into under eighteen, under eighteen like academy. So then the twenty sixteen year olds that were there the before us, they'd shoot up to seventeen. So there'd be forty players looking to play in the in, in the game, you know. Yeah. So it's ridiculously competitive, like you know, and you know, there's no time to to be wasting it, if you know what I mean. Like so I see some I, I remember some players, um, you know, this was when they were seventeen, they started like maybe going out like in a Saturday once every two weeks and like, and you could see it, you, you could see it kind of filtering through. And then, you know, them players eventually might not affect them for, for the first couple of weeks, but eventually it, 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 oh, yeah. it, it starts them out. And, and that's why I say to play young players now, like obviously it's different with social media and everything. There's, it's, 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 it's different to when I was um, at 16, but you know, it's making sacrifices and stuff is so important. You know, if you yeah. want to, you see, you speak to players now, and they're like, "What do you want to do? I want to, I want to play, I want to play soccer, and make, make, make it at a certain level." But it's it's all right saying it, but you have to show that you you want it as well by making these certain sacrifices and and missing certain things if you need or putting in a bit of extra work. Um, and that's that's another thing, you know, the the extra work. You know, we we've a gym and we there was a gym over there, and after training every day, we'd have an assigned gym class. Yeah. Um, and then some days, some days they wouldn't, but, you know, like there were some players that wouldn't even bother with the gym anyway, you know, so all little things like that yeah. it builds up. And at the end, as I say, at the end of the two years, they release and they, they, they maybe go down the, down the lower leagues and, and try work their way back up. But, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's like, and as you said, it's, it's, it might not seem a big thing at the time, but you said every action has a reaction. There is some down the line is going to, it's going to come back and, and as you said, and bite you and, it's 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 habit creation and you're obviously creating the right habits um being you know punctual doing all your jobs doing your gym work um because you knew you had that goal you know this is what i'm driving for you know as you said as a 17 you know 18 year old you know you're going to have a distraction so it's it's focus and sacrifice you know and that's going to lead to success so you know even just thinking back now you know some decisions you know i didn't get anywhere near your level but to sort of a semi-pro standard and then I was nearly sort of looking back, you know, was, and I saw a great quote was be, be, be so good that you, you can't be ignored or they can't ignore you or something. So it's kind of like, was I doing the extra or was I doing the extra fitness one or the extra run or was I going out of training and, 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 and doing some, some shooting practice or, or, or was I was old manager, my not doesn't fancy me or I'm not a local or, you know, so 
you know, looking back, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, I you could have done more, you know, um, and that's the difference I think between, as you said, getting that onto the next the next rung of the ladder, so to speak, is like, you know, doing everything you literally, you know, and I suppose at the time, in hindsight, it's a great thing, but <clears throat> that I that's what I'm so fascinated by by sports psychology now is, is those little margins, uh, you know, and that's that's really interesting. No, I love that. Um, perfect, Brendan. So fast forward to St Patrick's Day. 2007 talk to me about that yeah. as I, yeah. I didn't i didn't realize it was paddy's day that's yeah, pretty that's no, pretty special it was just um so my first year you know you and dover settling in blah blah wasn't really playing for the youth team you know i was in and out of the team um finished off my first year again like not really in the youth team just kind of playing here and there second year come back um so would have went back in july so i'm in my second year and then really that's when i started to kind of kick on a bit um you know and by that christmas um, by November, December, I was like maybe the odd training here with the first team, um, doing really well in the reserve team. Um, so and then started traveling away to away games with the first team, not in the bench, not on the bench, just getting a kind of feel of the yeah. atm- the surroundings, the the atmosphere, kind of getting to to know how they do it. And then um, you know that day, I remember like I was on, I was told I was on the bench, and um, didn't think I was going to come on or anything like that, you know. Yeah. Um, and I just remember sitting there, and again. First time ever on, uh, first time ever on the bench, and just seeing everyone taking it all in. Was it home? Was it home, uh, home game? game? Yeah, home oh, game. Wow. Warming up on the side of the pitch, and like just being surrounded a full stadium. It was just Joe was a dream come true, really. And then it's the eighty fifth minute. We're one nil up, so I was like thinking, like, oh, come on, if it was three or four nil up, maybe or you know, yeah, yeah. And, um, he's turned, he's turned around to me and, and taught me to get stripped, like get get my top on. Yeah, just couldn't believe it, one nil up. I was like so nervous. What if like you're thinking, what, what, what if we end up drawing the game? I'm on for five minutes, you know. I'd say your heart was racing then, was it? Yeah, yeah. No, it was like you know, it was just like adrenaline, excitement, nerve being nervous, like just yeah. all into one and didn't get time. I just went down and, and got a few got, touches. Got a couple of touches of the ball, and like you know, that the, it was over like that, really. You know, it was just yeah, what a feeling, like you know, when from a ball boy there, you know, throwing the balls on to now you're on the pitch, like that's what you were dreaming. Know, yeah, of. That's, that's what you were yeah, dreaming. It was, just, it was just, and then it was just a dream come true, really. To, to, um, and all the support, I used to get so much support, like from everyone, you know, there's, there's a monster or there's a, a forest supporters club here as well, and oh, really, you know, like they, it was just. Surreal. It was just something like it was. I'd say they're serious fans, like uh, brilliant. Like, yeah, they're so, as I said earlier, they're so passionate. And, and like, Forest and League One would be getting 25,000 to a game. Like, you know, like, like, you don't get that in too many clubs. Though. No, you don't. That's serious. And uh, you had a couple of big years. I read something about you playing a, was it a playoff in Swansea. Was it, was that a uh, league? Yeah. Playoff, so we played the playoff semi finals against Swansea. Um, you know, it was, I remember that year we were going, doing so well in the league and we we, we managed to get into the playoffs. Um, and Swansea were the team, you know, that were like, they were playing under Brendan Rodgers, played brilliant football. Yeah, and, very good football. Um, had some brilliant players, like I remember, you know, just really good players. And um, they were unlucky the year before, before not to go up or... I think it was the year before. So we knew, like, Joe, was a, it was a big ass, but we were good, doing well as well. And I remember the game, like, Again, probably the biggest game I, at at the time I I played in, like, and yeah, and after five minutes they go down to ten men. So oh, you're thinking, geez. like, right, we've a oh, great chance here. Nick a goal, get get a goal or two, and we've ended up drawing the game nil nil, and it was kind of our killer, really. Um, yeah, if you got a goal there, like, you know, goals, go to the second leg. They need, they would have needed to come out and play. Um, 
and we might be able to snatch snatch one on the break. But going in nil nil, it was a tough tough ass from there. Yeah, um, but I say even playing like at the at their ground because they have a serious support down there, Swansea as well. Let's Brilliant, say. yeah, they, they they yeah it was they've great support, lovely stadium, great team at the time, and under look the manager speaks to of what he's gone yeah, on to do yeah. since. Like is you can kind of always see it. They played man. like the way they played was. Was, was brilliant yeah, great experience I know you had a couple of low moves and then I was checking out your goal against Chesterfield or for Chesterfield was it oh yeah yeah I YouTube that as well it's still on there it's got a soccer M banger it's a serious yeah, left yeah. left peg as well yeah I know yeah yeah. <laughs> any, any goal I ever scored in my career was with my left leg no way it was just um, I remember it was on it was on well, it was the first game I played in Sky um, so I had everyone watching back home like so serious yeah, so um, I remember like she'd been playing higher up the pitch, Bryn. I think it was uh, Joe. You know, people were saying about scoring. I think it's like few people threw a bit of money on for any time goal score as well. Like, so, oh no way! They got a nice lift there. I'd say it would have been nice high odds. Like, yeah. so no, it was great, a great, great feeling. Obviously, to score any goal, like, but to do it in the manner I did and 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 um, on Sky and that it was just yeah, it was great. Yeah, and do you think those? You know, you had a few low moves. Was that you know good to build up? Um, good experience in regards to playing um getting the minutes in and stuff how was that how are you you know going through that like you need to really you know um Joe very 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 few players leave their academy and go straight into the first team you know unless you're an yeah. exceptional talent altogether you know or, or you're way mature above your ear, years um so the loan moves were great for me you know you kind of go into that first team environment and and that first team environment is is Joe is quite nerve-wracking that when you first go into it like you know you're around season pros and and you know you kind of have to earn their respect in, in yeah. a way you know like because obviously like people's job build job people have to earn contracts and they're looking to earn contracts and if you're coming in and you're letting you're not living up to it you're letting them down Joe they're the ones that are losing Joe they'll be thinking like yeah me and my family are losing out so you kind of have to earn their respect um so the and it, it kind of shows you what's out like I went to my lawn move and so obviously forest everything's there you know you get treated so well the pitches are great yeah yeah you get treated everything's there for you and when you go out on loan you realize like you know like what's what's down Joe like if, if it doesn't work at forest then Joe like every club not like this Joe the lower you go down like obviously it gets tougher and tougher like so yeah. it, it kind of it, it prepares you know it's something that I needed anyway, personally, and and I I think a lot of it's great for a lot of players to go out out and loan and get that experience. Yeah, no, no, that's perfect. I remember another one of those podcasts that Rio Ferdinand. I think it was the first one, but he was saying, you know, when new players coming in and, and said this, the you've got these older, as you said, older pros there who are kind of testing you and to see, you know, you know, uh, you know, are you up to up to scratch or, you know, as uh, as you said, there's a competition there, like you know, the new new guy coming in. So that's I think that's. That experience is going to be brilliant, I'd say, isn't it? For, like, young, no, for a young pro, like, yeah, no, like, no one wants to be lose their place to the, to the, in the team to the kid, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that ups, that ups their, their game as well. Like. That's how it is, like, you know, if you're a senior pro, 28, 29, 30, or whatever, and a, a, an 18 year old comes in and takes her place, you know, it's you know, yeah. that that's how that's how, how they look at it, like, you know, so it's, um, yeah, uh, yeah. um. That's very interesting. What about your kind of move then to Notts County? Because there was a, there was I don't know too much about it, but there was a, the big guys came in. There's a bit of scam going on, but you actually ended up doing very well. As you can you get promoted through with them as well. Yeah, I got promoted. I don't like got got promoted, got a medal, but I don't really, you know, I don't count it 
as a, a promoter for me. You know, I was there from from the first half of the season, from July until the transfer window in January. Oh, I get you. And they were putting a transfer embargo, so I couldn't re- extend it to the season. Oh, no way. Everything that was going on. Yeah. So even though I played like 20, 21 games from, um, you know, it's, it's tough to call it. It's tough for me You'd to like say. like to have been there to, at the end of the Finish it off, like, you know. Um, but, you know, it was mad times, really. Sven Gorn Eriksson came in as director. Um, <laughs> Big soul, big soul came Campbell in. Campbell came in, turned up to training one day. So Campbell was there. Um, he <laughs> how how was that? Like soul. He lasted, he lasted two weeks. Like, and I remember he we were training one day. He he finished training, drove back to the stadium, and when we got back, he he was gone. Like everything, never seen him again. Like, what was he offered? Like like how much? I think money? like uh, yeah, he must have been offered loads. Like there was Crazy. a scam. Like these so-called millionaires were coming yeah. in, but obviously it was all a scam. And yeah. and Casper Schmeichel was there. Um, again, and going back to Casper, like I, one thing I remember from him, like he was just he'd be training non stop, like whether it was in the gym after training, he'd be doing more and more. Right. Lads used to say, ask him for like shooting practice, um, Joe, like the player, the strikers, and after he wouldn't do it, he'd be working on his own stuff, like you know, it was just he, his, his, his mindset. I must listen to that podcast, oh, yeah. You should, like that's funny you say because that's uh, you, that's what you get from him. He said he was. He, he comes across so driven and he was doing everything and he actually really enjoyed his time in Notts County because it was he was getting to it because he was at you know as you said like probably at the academy whatever went down and uh he said he owes a lot to that experience but he said he's so driven even now and you think he's still about he's, he's like 34 he's, he, he thinks he's like you, you think he's about 25 or something but he's yeah. uh he's hugely driven and I suppose and he talked a bit about obviously his dad and but the the, the pressure but he's used that to you know this is his own route and his own and he's doing it the hard way he's putting in the graft and it's a really good podcast definitely yeah I suppose that it's hard for him as well when you have that expectation of you everyone says Castor you know like his dad yeah. like you know and like I'm not surprised where he's he's got to really because he just he just was his so work good. ethic was like, just another level like it was just to down to a T there wasn't any shortcuts or anything like that he was a uh, so for any young young player to to be looking at that was that's 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 what we need to do. And uh, Leicester Leicester are flying as well, like you know. Yeah, yeah, Leicester like Joe, they're doing so well again like, under Joe as uh, Brendan Rodgers done brilliant there as well. Like everywhere he goes, yeah. he, he he does well. Yeah, no, I'm a Liverpool fan. He's you know, he's a uh, he's he's a serious manager wherever he's going. He's he's he's, yeah. he's getting a success. So, um, and you played. Um, I remember Doolan uh, actually sent me on the. Um, the team sheet there you played against Man United was it in the League Cup was it was it you marking Depay or Depay away? Oh well, yeah, yeah. Like again, it was just it was like dream come true. Like you know, growing up you're like, who do you want to play? Players, from? Like, like Rooney and Man United, Man United. You want to play from Joe? You know, like which is every kid's Joe. You, know, you yeah. say like, um, but to, to, to play, play to play against it was just yeah, it was cla- it was just unreal. I remember the draw was made on telly. FA Cup draw. You're always watching the draw, hoping you get yeah, that yeah. big, big uh, thing and. I just remember number whatever number they were, Manchester United, and like just, it was great, and it was team because I supported Man United growing up. Like they were my okay. team, um, and it was the time you know they were they were under pressure at the time in the league. Like Joe, their their own performances in the league and that you know like, Mourinho was there, and they lost two or three in a row before that. So he was on like you know what last thing he wanted to do was go down to a lower league team and get a bad yeah. result, you know. So um, you know they we were they played a strong team you know and yeah. Rooney played like and you know, we were never Joe like they're obviously they're they're a class which is unbelievable they're a class ahead like yeah. um, but to play against them was just was a was an unbelievable yeah. feeling. 
there was always uh, it fascinates me. You know, you the playing against players of that level. Um, even though you're a professional footballer, you're playing, you know, in a league or two below them. But like, try and explain. Like, is it is it the movement? Is it the pace? Is that, it just... just that that step quicker? Like, you know, they're that yeah. yard quicker. But for them, like, um, you know, they're so. I suppose. Like I remember, like, like say for instance, the pie was on 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 the wing to start with, like, and the first time he's cut, he's got the ball, like he just. Like which I knew it would be, but when you actually like a yard away from it, looking, you're like, yeah, like, you know, just shows it's gone. It's like you know, yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Like balls being wrapped, like just the little touches, like say Rooney balls wrapped into him, he's, he he's kills it like stone dead, stone dead. Like and little things where you're watching on the like people are watching and you don't appreciate it, like yeah, you know, um, he, he has a bad touch in and like people, oh, that's that's Robert Joe, like, but you actually the amount of times where it's in, like he. Them, them players at that level, like Joe, just do something, control it dead. Just like Joe, it's just normal for them. And like when I was seeing it, was just, you know, it's up close. It was just a different level, like, you know. And, um, Zlatan was on the bench. What's that? Zlatan, come on now. Yeah, he come on. He came on. He come on near the end. Rashford came on. So the pie went off. Rashford, come on. Come on. I know, yeah, it was just like. Um, to be fair, like we we got it back to one all, like they dominated the game from start to finish. Like, yeah. but, um, it was good to get the goal made uh, one all going into half time, you know, made it small, yeah. But, um, as I say, like just to, to see it up close and and uh, yeah. to see they're just as I they're that yard, just just quicker and they're just yeah, drilled like, yeah, yeah. that's that's that so separate because we was, in the yeah. in the round before we played West Brom, um, and we beat them to one night, but obviously, West Brom brilliant players as well but like the difference of like say West Brom at the time were a lower league premiership team yeah. to Man United a top team like that top four or five level is just that was just, even a bigger golf that was huge as well oh, yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's different like yes this, that top like as I say that top top level is just a bigger step again yeah that's great experience though like you know great yeah it was yeah yeah and that was you were at Northampton, and you. I think you've been quoted as saying that's the most enjoyable part of your career. And I think you were, you were, had a big, big fan following. Dooley sent me on the, the the song. I don't know if we can we can say the song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe have to bleep, bleep a few bits out. We need a bleep machine for that. But it's, it's yeah. they they held they held you in a great esteem, the fans and stuff. And under Chris Wilder, just talk me through that. I think you said it was one of the most enjoyable parts of your career. Hundred uh, percent, definitely. Um, not just that we got promoted and won the league, but just all around, you know, really um, the the dressing room we had, um, as I say, Wilder, uh, this nearly his assistant, they were all a big part of it. And Joe, before that, before I went there, I was at Yeovil. It was only for a few months. Signed, went from Bristol City, um, signed for Yeovil from Bristol City, and after a month, I knew like mistake in my in my like I should never have went there. I I, I kind of got out of a contract early at Bristol, went to Yeovil. Um, didn't work out, hated, did, just didn't like it, didn't go with the manager. So January came and I got the opportunity to go to Northampton on loan, yeah. on loan for for um end of the season. But after a month, um, I ended up signing a three-year contract there. Wow. Um, and just from there, then just loved every minute of it. Like, you know, but obviously as well, getting that bit of success, which is great. You know, you can go through your career and not get... Um, yeah. Not, not do anything like no, no get no medal or anything, but got that success as well. Like so, um, and played under a manager that that 
just really enjoyed it. He obviously went on to, to great things. Yeah. And how how's my next question? Actually, how's how was the gaffer like Wilder? Like he comes across as such a like his interviews and everything are brilliant. Like and and um, as you said, he's gone to Sheffield United and he he left fairly recently, but like he did wonders with them. But what was his coaching style? And it's something you can pick up now. You're a coach. Do you find tips and stuff that you picked yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. His 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 coaching style wasn't anything special. Into like Joe and what you're doing, up, but his man management was. Yeah, I was going to say the, the man best, management. Best I've worked with a hundred percent. Really. He like you can see how he gets players. Obviously cancelled the last year out of it like you know but even with Sheffield United he brought them from League One League One players up to the Premiership you know he, that's amazing he gave that player that extra 10-20% that probably they don't even think they have themselves you know and it's um, like we touched on earlier and we're going to go on to the next couple of questions that belief in themselves that they they can play at that level and succeed at that level do you know maybe yeah, he didn't was, think they could like yeah he, he he just has that thing about him where he could just make you feel feel like just on top of the world, like you know, and that's that's, and obviously, it, when you when you go into coaching management, it's not just like you could be the best tac- tactician out there and have formations here, and you could be know everything about it. Mm. If you can't get your players driven and playing for you, yeah. then all that goes out the window. Yeah. And it like, seems like he always gets the whole team like a family. You're all in it together. You all stick up for each other. Do you know, you're playing for each other as well. Do you know? Yeah, it was yeah, 100%. And as I say, you can see what he's done with Sheffield United. He's got him all the way up where he did, and mm. you don't you don't do that by fluke. It's by by mm. just having that 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 thing he does, and just loved every minute of it there. Yeah, that's brilliant. I heard a great story of Arsene Wenger. Uh, he used to do this thing where he'd go up to I don't know Martin Keown. You probably heard the story, and he'd be like, "Okay, Martin, you're it's all on you. You're going to be you you're going to be the best player out there today. It's like you're you know you're you're my number one or whatever." Or, um, and he'd feel that with Martin Keown in with this like belief that he's going to be a well beater and like and he'd go out. But uh, he only found out years later some of the players. He went round to every single player before the game at some stage during the warm up or whatever and saying, "You're going to be the main man today." Do you know, yeah, so yeah, every yeah. player thought it, they were going to, you know. Yeah. And he said that to everyone. So it's those little things. It's amazing. Little things all it can take, as you say, they're like a few words, like or mm. just the way you, the way you like interact with someone for a few seconds before what you say to him you know it's it's just it's just a clever knack of, of the way he had it like and um you know i just going back say to and not like just to compare with a manager like say other managers i had like say we come to northampton was uh, jimmy fight hasbag brilliant career unbelievable career yeah. um, coaching wise did loads of coaching but he didn't have that connection connection with players the players and it just you know it just didn't work out for him but um, Joe, when you go from one manager to another, you can see the difference. Yeah, yeah, and that's that stick in your mind, and that's now as you're a coach, you're gonna, you know, you you remember how that felt, made you feel as a player, that person who was, you know, made you feel that you could, you know, run through walls and and was just, you know, arm around the shoulder or just believed in you, I suppose, is rather than as you said, Jimmy came in probably as you said, amazing, amazing player, but like, if you can't get the dressing room on board, like, and, and you don't have the empathy towards players. Cause I remember Jerry Hussey is a psychologist. I don't know if you heard of him. He's, he was on the podcast before and he's worked with like the Irish boxing teams and stuff in the Olympics. And he was saying like, a lot of people look at the performance, like, which for example, I'll say soccer would be on the pitch, you know, the results were as, and they were looking, we, the Irish boxing team weren't really doing great in regards to meddling at the time but he he was like it's the iceberg effect you've got to look at the whole person I think it was Paddy Barnes at the time was having some struggles out of the ring you know personal stuff so he looked at the whole person and then once he did that and totally reshaped 
they went on to start meddling and, and winning golds and silver, you know. So it wasn't just looking at that thing on the pitch. It was looking, okay, let's let let's see, you know, you know, maybe he's he's had a couple of couple of bad training days instead of giving out, saying, okay, is there something up? Do you know, do you want to talk about something? Do you know, so it's that yeah. those kind of things. Like there was a player um, when I signed for Northampton, uh, a player Ricky Holmes um, signed from Portsmouth to, to Northampton as well. Portsmouth lead to um, Northampton. No, Portsmouth League won Northampton. No, sorry, both in League Two at the time. And um, uh, Portsmouth released Ricky Holmes, like just released him. And yeah. and, Wild, and Chris Wilder signed him and and Ricky Holmes went on, like he signed for Sheffield at the same time Wilder played championship. You know, he just got his career, flipped it around. Like, because sure. I remember when I signed um, a few months later, I met my old uh, um, academy coach at Forest, which knew, who knew Chris Wilder. Um, they were both from Sheffield and it was only then he told me that like Chris Wilder had rang him about me to see what kind of person I was. So he did his background check, no obviously does, finds out what kind of lad you are beforehand. Um, and then obviously that was his, his first bit, find out what kind of personality he is and then just take him on board. Like he didn't really, he wouldn't be like straight away, like, Oh, how good is, is he the best player? How good is he? Blah, blah. He'd find mm -hmm. out what kind of personality you had. And it was only months later I found out that he was, he rang around a couple of people to see. Gee, what, that's that's what, amazing. What like, like, yeah. That's amazing detail because you want to see if he's going to be on board and, you know, they're probably someone who's maybe hasn't got a great attitude or someone who is going to maybe rock the boat. They might be kind of, okay, maybe we don't want him in. But the fact that he phoned up and said, oh, you yeah, know, is he is he a good lad? And is he, you know, is he focused and all that stuff? stuff? And uh, that's brilliant. Now, it shows yeah. what level of detail he goes to. Unreal. Do you, like, do you know um, David McGoldrick, who's playing for Sheffield now, obviously yeah, played for yeah, yeah. He He was released from Ips Ipswich. Um, years ago, like two, three years ago, whenever Wilder was at, at, at Sheffield United, during preseason was training with uh, uh, Not Nottingham Forest um, under twenty trees or whatever to keep fit. Yeah, and Wilder signed him. Like no way, no, no club was signing him. Wilder signed him um, for Sheffield, and sure, look at him now. Like he's turned his career around. He's gone from yeah, um, he went off the radar, didn't he, for a bit, and he just pulled him back in. Like he's pulling back. He's playing Premiership football now, absolutely flying. Like represented Ireland and everything. So it just goes to show what, what, um, how how important that stuff is. That's it. it shows how important a coach is, and and um, and not just a, a manager. Like you know, you find someone, you know, you know, Jose Mourinho, for example. Like you get a lot of good coaches, certain things, and organization, but sometimes you know. He might be lacking in some ways or, or getting that sort of team together and, and, and um, you know, the wildest sort of kind of way. So it's, in, it's, it's very interesting, the different types of styles and stuff. So would yeah. you take a lot? Have you picked up a lot from Chris? Um, yeah, I would in that. Definitely in, in the that, management yeah. side of things, yeah. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Um, you know, you, as you say, um, you know, if you get your players playing for you and on the right light, you know, driven and all that, you know, it makes a, it makes a huge help. Yeah. Um, and you know, esports has probably kind of a bit of sports psychology. But did you have any sort of psychologists, counselors around the clubs? Did did they did did they focus in the mindset side of things or not really when you were playing? Uh, not really. I remember at Forest and at Bristol, there was um, a sports psychologist that used to come in, come in and out. Wasn't yeah. there full time? Um, you know, we did kind of group, Joe, like group meetings where, and then you had the option if you wanted to speak to, but. You know, I think it's becoming more popular now than it was. Yeah, yeah. Years ago, um, you know, it's definitely becoming uh, more popular for players. But um, I remember I didn't really, at the time, didn't really. Uh, well, I didn't speak to him, but didn't really understand it. You know, I didn't. Joe, you know, I just kind of 
wind around my own business really but now looking yeah. back and think like how important um if you're looking for that edge that them things are um and i think this might be interesting like there's a thing called locus of control i don't know if you've heard of it but basically it's like the perception that uh the course of events in somebody's life his her life is um uh is sort of the person's perception is the underlying cause of whatever happens in their life so basically so it's more simply i suppose is it's kind of believing in you controlling your destiny or whatever it is rather than external factors you know we talked about earlier about other things going on or the manager didn't fancy me or you know blah 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 um but uh were you always you know suppose have been that self-belief you know going through i said a couple of low moves and then getting into southampton and your career kicking on again did you always have that belief in that that you're in control of where you were going yeah like even my time at yeovil i wasn't playing that i'd always like be thinking right i'd always just keep myself fit just thinking like an opportunity will come you need to be ready for it you know um like the tough challenge the toughest challenge i had like really was the injuries, injury, yeah, main injure away from the group, trying to mentally get around that lighting. Right, I have two, two, three months here, and I'm back yeah. out there. Mentally, that was that was uh, the toughest challenge Most for me. Challenging. Um, and eventually, that's what that kind of what finished my career really was 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 that. Um, but you know, yeah. you always have to, as you said, there you can only control. Like, there's no point. I remember I used to a younger like grow like maybe 19, 20, 20, you'd all be like going into a game, you'd be thinking, what I used to do throughout my whole career, visual, visualize um, situations, like, yeah, yeah. like know who I'm up against, like just kind of picture little little things that would happen. Um, but you know, I'd always like think, oh, what if like, I give a back pass and it gets intercepted or, you know, but after a while I was thinking like, I used to think about these things before a game, but it never used to happen. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, why your energy thinking about yeah, yeah yeah so i played say you play 60 games but it's never happened once like you know so so yeah so why are you still why, thinking about why yeah. am i still thinking like what if this happens in front of these many people or you know so i suppose that came with age really like as i got older it's like you didn't even joe wouldn't even think of those things like you know but um it's it's, it's good because like young players obviously from my experience when i like going playing in, in front of large crowds and that like you always do think of like a bad thing that will happen yeah yeah which will probably never happen but if it does it probably happen one every 50 games like you know it's funny because that's how the brain is wired we're, we're kind of wired for negativity which is unfortunate because we it's funny because you i remember in my workshop i'll say to people okay well what happens when you get a bit of good luck i don't know you get a uh, you win a few quid on the horses or a scratch card and people almost feel like oh jesus i never get any luck you know they're surprised when they yeah. get good things happen to them Do you know yeah. whereas you should be expect you know flipped out and say okay expect good things to happen to you that you know and it, it, if if you if you're practicing gratitude and, and you're you know telling yourself this is what you you actually can change your neurochemistry to actually start believing that you know um you know good things you know you're always going to get negative thoughts in but it's not it's it's you know like that negative thought came in you the back past you okay okay that's a thought i'm not going to put any focus on it i'm going to say i'm going to actually complete all my passes today and yeah. uh, but it's it's hard because the brain's very good at like okay no we don't want to take take any risk or, you know just just keep under this negative safety blanket and we'll be fine you know yeah definitely yeah like and as it gets closer to like you know as you get closer to to, to the game in my situation playing the games and then obviously you get a little bit more nervous so the yeah. thoughts become a bit more a bit more but then it's strange because the minute the game starts then like it's, yeah. it's kind of you're in the zone and all that goes out the window like yeah. and even if you make a mistake like 
it doesn't affect you because the game's on. You don't have time to think of it like that's funny. That's actually my next question. That that flow state. And we're nearly there. Don't worry. We're going to keep you all day now. But it's, oh, no. it's, it's, it's a great chat. Um, the, that flow state. So our left side of the brain is generally for more logical stuff and, and thoughts and, you know, words and very strategic. Whereas, you know, your right side is more about sort of that emotion and imagination. And um, it's and when those two parts, of the, the sides of the brain sort of connect, you're in this flow state. So what you talked about there is when you're in the zone. And I used to find when I was playing was was my I used to feel that was my release, you know, playing. I wouldn't have been a very self-confident person. But when I got on the pitch, you know, I, I that was kind of, when you get into that flow state, you don't think about all the other stresses and worries. You're kind of just, did you have that kind of, you're in that zone and you're, it's, it's like my, a friend of mine, Eamon, actually, he were out walking the last day and he's into his running. He's done a couple of marathons, but he said he's now, really getting into it and and he was like the last day it was like an out of body experience it was kind of like he reached that so and that was flow i said that's you've reached that flow state yeah i i think joe i did like i remember joe t- mistakes everyone makes mistakes out on the pitch yeah and, exactly exactly like it does affect some players like i like sometimes if you see you'd be playing with a player and like if you think he's made a mistake early on that's him for the game right mm, yeah well, lit, like no joke that's him for the game but yeah, like exactly, his yeah. head's gone He's going to be making mistakes. He's going to be giving balls away. But um, but no, I was just it was whatever way I used to think. It was like if I made a mistake, I didn't have time. You just try to get the next thing right. I remember a youth team coach always used to say it, and Joe, like say if you having a bad start to a game, just do basis, make the constraint the next ball, even if it's a five yard pass, just get it yeah. there. Yeah. Like don't be trying just get the five yard pass there. Then you'll build up, build up, build up, yeah. and. And, um, yeah, no, I love that. It's get the next thing right because, as you said, someone could let that one bad uh, pass or one bad uh, whatever it was, the head's gone for the game. So that that's a good way of saying, okay, look, nobody's perfect. You know, we're going to make a mistake here and there, but if I can get the next couple of five-year passes to feet, you know, then I'm back in the game, and then you kind of let that go and and, and play. Now it's a good way of thinking about it. So. Uh, Great stuff. Down to the last few. We're nearly there. Um, and around sort of it was around the 29 mark. And again, you, you mentioned a little bit there about your injuries and stuff. And I think they you offered another contract, but you, you decided to call it a day. How was obviously that was probably a tough decision um, or was it a tough, I suppose, you know, I remember you saying you're having an operation coming back and then coming off. Um, just talk us through the, that last sort of decision and, and um, it mustn't have been an easy one. Yeah, like I saw. I had three operations on on my knee in eighteen months. Say. So oh. I used to first operation had rehabbed, came back lasted six months. Operation rehab came back six months. You know, um, and mentally when you're injured, you don't go in with the lads. You're in different time schedules. Okay. You're like in the gym on your own with someone else. You go to the swimming pool on your own, or with, like with the physio, obviously. But you know, you're away from the group, and and you put so much work into getting back fit yeah. and you visualize like oh i'm back fit now so i this to look forward to this to look forward to um and just kept breaking down um so it's tough it came to a point where you know it's it, it was just mentally and and i wasn't i wasn't able to get to my to to, to my peak like you know i was uh, at times so we train say monday tuesday thursday friday whatever i'd after a game on a saturday i wouldn't train monday see how it is Tuesday, maybe do something light. We're off Wednesday anyway. Thursday, have a little bit, have a blow light or train. Yeah. Friday, day before the game, just very light again and play a Saturday. So it's nearly kind of one main session a week. Really. You're trying to manage it. Like you're trying to manage your, you're trying to manage your injury to, 
to to get through to the next Saturday. Um, it's but, tough. But it's nowadays, it's what Ledley Ledley King used to do. Like he wouldn't train during the week and then play. Yeah, exactly. And he like would now nowadays like players are so much like you have young players and they're so at it's 17 18 19 20 they're so powerful quick strong it, it's, it's gone to another level you know and properly yeah they're, they're like probably as you said the strength condition this this it's gone on to a different level now isn't com- it? complete different level so i was always in my last like year i was always behind never could get i used to get to my job peak whatever you know for a, a couple of months before i break down again and it's frustrating, yeah, yeah. And, and then you just and yeah, there was a contract. The Forest ver- or Northampton verbally offered the contract, but in football, you verbally means nothing, you know. Yeah, until so it's really, I didn't really yeah, yeah. take much notice of it. Um, went o- went over to to Plymouth. Uh, it was actually in the off season. Flew over to Plymouth. Um, there was a contract on the table there, but you know, I just I just went with my gut. Um, didn't 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 fancy didn't didn't fancy it. Just really got into the coaching side of it in my last year. Um, yeah, and you you went around to a few different clubs, did you? I read though you just, just yeah I went around. Um, so my academy di- manager, Forrest Nick Marshall, is the academy director in Liverpool now. So got on to him, went over there for a week. What was um, that like, class? Yeah, amazing. Different yeah. level, yeah. Different level, completely like Jaws. Um, went up to to, to Celtic um, to Brendan Rodgers for a few That's days. A class, I'd say, was it? Again, just like talking to him you just learn like it's just not everything like you learn so much um went over to cambridge my ex-manager like joe uh, caldwell who gave me my debut at forest on the use that's where i grew up cambridge it's my hometown club oh yeah 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 nice nice part of the world actually yeah um went there for a week uh again just all like you learn just learning like you can't even now when i'm coaching and, and say if i went down to athletic and and what like watch people coach or anyone coach you always pick up little things like you know you can never yeah. you you can never know know enough in, in that situation no that's brilliant and you did your you your badges is the you've done your a for b and a is it or you on, you've done your a, a for b so I, I did my a for b um in england um and obviously here now but i'm going to continue everything with the with the fa i just do i started with the fa i'm going to hopefully in july august they're on about getting back into it again but look it's, it's all been, been slowed hold, down yeah, yeah been on hold a year now like so um yeah and like, um, you know, fingers crossed it'll, it'll, it'll go again in, i suppose it's just the last last down the last two now but on a wider question i suppose there's been a bit of I suppose talk in regards to the the Irish national team and the the, the results and the players i know stephen kenny's trying to play the right you know he's trying to play which is great um what what is your your take? And I know that they've the, the, you know the the League of Ireland and and there's been things about um, you know what what would you kind of I suppose your own thoughts on how the national team can get can progress or get better? Do you have any views on that? Um, like first of all, like you need the players coming through. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Stephen Kenny was with the twenty ones, and I suppose their idea was that to bring that crop of players through. Yeah. Um, too, but you know, international football, you can't just play like oh, it's 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 a it's huge a different, different, different level, different yeah. level. You know, like and you need you need experienced players there as well as as kids um, to get the balance between some experience and then the young yeah. balance exactly like um, to give yourself. But look, it's a tough job. Like I know he gets criticised a lot. Um, could he have done different in the games? Like with playing as much kids, I think he could have. Yeah. Yeah. If you like. 
few of the, the older boys that you know what you're going to get in, the, in that pressurized situation. experience, yeah. Like, you know, it's different if it was a, a friendly game or even if it was a home game against the team, but you're going away from home and you're you're going in there with kids. I thought he could have been different there, but it's a tough, tough act. He's trying to, he's trying to change the way of playing as well. Yeah, which, which is, isn't easy, look. Not easy, especially with the amount of time he gets with these players. Some of these players play different with at their club level, so they won't be used to that. Mm. So it's a huge, it's a huge ask. Um, but I think the coaching in Ireland is starting to get better anyway. Like you yeah. know, um, the last four or five, see, I think it's really stepped up. So, but obviously that takes years and years to filter through the whole system. Like. Yeah. So um, I think it's a very tough ask. Um, could be a, could be a good few years before qualify for for a, a major tournament, but. But, um, and what's what, and what's your own kind of goals now, Brent? I know you want to, you know, get into management, coaching. You know, what what are, what are you thinking in regards to? to I know you obviously you, you, have a, you have a fierce passion for it, um, and you've learned from a lot of top coaches. So you know, it stands you in good stead, and you've been in the professional game. Um, what what are your own sort of um, goals and ambitions? Like I suppose when I was Joe as a kid growing up, you want to become. I wanted to become a, the a soccer player. So now. I'm kind of like obviously older, but starting again. So yeah, I want to become yeah. I want to become a, a coach at the higher level, like whatever level I can get. Yeah. Obviously, you aim you aim high for it. Um, and the short term, what I do is I always set out goals. So, in obviously the last year has been a kind of wipe a wipeout. But like say mm. I want to be here in two years. Within just say eight years, I want to be here. Like you yeah, know. Yeah. So I I do that and and short term goal at the moment. Really, I'm with the Seventeens, Kerry. Kerry, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm with Athletic Seniors. Um, yeah. so with though like just want to do as well as I can in that League of Ireland level with Kerry is obviously yeah. going to be a big challenge um, but now hopefully we'll get back next month have a full year of it and see see how that goes get my next stage of my licence done yeah. um, and, and just take it from there and then obviously whatever opportunity arises then, then, then be ready for it like as you said earlier on I remember you saying you know as bad as, as frustrating as lockdown been, there's been a lot of time that you peep you, you whatever look up. You said technology, was it that you were you got into? Are you? Yeah, it kind of gave a bit of a kick to get online and bits and pieces which I probably yeah. wasn't doing before. So in, in one way, and to, to get a couple of courses done, they've been on the long finger. So I just I kind of got Joe looked up coaching stuff and learned as much as I can. Mm. Read read a few coaching Joe books and that. So yeah. Um, just you have to be ready for any situation that arises like John because in coaching like and I've been there I see managers it's, it's ruthless and, and I'd say so yeah and if that if you get one opportunity it might only be one opportunity you get yeah. um, so you just want to be ready for it if, if, if you fail at it by giving everything then yeah no, that's not, like, not a lot of other things out there you can do but um, Joe I'll, I'll just give it every, every everything I can and see where it goes no that's brilliant as you said knowledge acquiring knowledge is, is you know you're never going to know everything so it's just each day and you know it's it's getting the research the books you you know people who've been successful coaches have written books and and you can see them on youtube and all these things so it's there like so it, it's you're one of the probably the small percent of people generally who would like in anything if you know people have written business books and stuff you know but it's all out there but it's just whether you read it and whether you do the work to get and I love what you said earlier on when you said you know you've you had that dream of being a professional soccer player you you, that's check you've done that you're over nearly 250 appearances you know and now okay instead of you know sometimes when you finish football okay what am I going to do but you you was like, okay, I'm going to get into coaching. And it's like going back to that 15, 16 year old and you have passion now for coaching. So that's amazing now. And now you're 
learning and getting courses and, and getting all this done. So that's that's pretty inspirational stuff. And it just shows you've got obviously the passion for football, but you know that I find that developing of coaching and that's fascinating to work with young players. And is it what's the talent like in Kerry? Some some good young ballers. Huh? It's good, yeah. Um, you know, you obviously they, they can go into League of Ireland level at under thirteen, so they get that early taste of it playing at a high level. And okay. so now with the seventeens that I'm with, you know, by the time they get to seventeen, so they're um, they're all players that are really eager and passionate and, and want to want to do well. Um, so it's great that, and there's some great, some really good talent, like you know, and, and sometimes some of them probably see in the past, you see uh, an in goal and like see where or where can I go with this, Joe? There's no senior team in Kerry, which maybe hopefully down the line there will be. Yeah. Um, but now they're at a stage where they're going to get noticed. They're going to get seen if they're good enough. And yeah. and what we spoke about earlier, they do all the things they need to do, work hard, sacrifice, et cetera, et cetera. The opportunity is there from like to, because scouts, like Joe, at the League of Ireland level, like scouts are watching every game. Like, yeah. And there's players, you know, just know who's watching on that, on that day. Um, and and they have a great opportunity in, there. in Kerry. Like there's, sure there's some. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if there was over the next four or five years that players start to get that opportunity over because there is really really good talent. That's brilliant. That's great. Now, uh, said so the future is bright. I'm sure. And um, uh, as I said, they're playing at that League of Ireland level. They're going to be playing against teams from all over the country. And as you said, they're going to get spotted if you're good enough. You're going to get the chance. You're going to get a trial, and, and then it's up to you. Then exactly. Um, so hands in. Yeah, exactly. So final three, last question. <laughs> so uh, I do this at the end with, with my guests. So three questions, uh, short, um, and we'll, uh, we can wrap it up then and you can go and enjoy the sunshine. Um, so number one, Brendan, who, uh, what or who inspires you or has inspired you over the years? Um, what inspires me, I suppose, just, just getting to that, like, as I say, goals. So I have goals. What inspires me is seeking I reach that goal. Yeah. And if I do, I get a real like personal satisfaction from it like yeah. because all these things that you said you'll take a lot of hard work and a lot of time and dedication and when I when I reach that goal it it, it you you move on to you move on to the next thing. Yeah. Um yeah. who inspires me? I don't know it's a tough one, you know. Um Joe, I suppose you want to make your family proud. Yeah, brilliant. You, you wanna you wanna you wanna make them proud. So I would say yeah my family. Brilliant. Love that. Love that. Number two, is there a book or an audible or some passage or whatever? Is there anything you've read or watched or so or kind of stopped you in your tract and was like, geez, this is gold? I don't know. The, uh, well, David, I read a book, David Goggins. Oh, that's, that's serious. Yeah. That would like. He's he, some man. He's some man, isn't he? I believe like <laughs> I would rec- like if, uh, if people hasn't watched, like read it. It's just it drives you. It motivates you. It's it's really. Um, and that was what was the name of that one in? The, um, oh, I, I know, I know the one you mean. This one he had out recently. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I read it a while ago. Um, but it's just like if you're ever lacking motivated one day, just pick up a page of that, read it, and yeah. even see, even seeing it on Instagram stuff, he's doing all his his motivational stuff while he's running. <laughs> he's yeah, like, yeah. It's, and he's so, like, you yeah. got no. His story he's, is he's an absolute machine, like you know. And, and what, like going back to all the injuries and and what happened, Joe, like he with his knees stuff, and everything, yeah, he yeah. still. Still did what he did, like yeah, so it's one of my most enjoyable things ever. That's brilliant. Yeah, if he doesn't inspire you, I don't think anyone can. I know. Yeah. And last question, uh, Brendan. Um, if fifteen-year-old Brendan walked in, stood in front of you there, what would you probably give the best advice to him? Looking back now, as as you've kind of had your career, etc., what would you say to a young teenager sort of embarking on that? 
I, I would say give it absolutely everything you got. Have no regrets. Love if that. You Love feel, that. If you feel um, by doing everything you have, you, you could do, then look, you've tried. Great. Um, but don't fail on things that you think I could have done this. Why yeah. did I do that? I shouldn't have missed that training. Or why did I go out then? You yeah. know, just because like you look back, you look back and think, what if, what if I, I did this could have been different or so yeah. I would say that's what I would say. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. And I would probably say the same there, regret because you know, it was a few years I was back and forth before I left to jump into the world of self-employment that, uh, oh, I can't open a gym. Nobody's going to come to me. I'm not from the town. I had all these conversations, but then I didn't want to be a what if person or what if I did or did not. So, you know, life is very short, as we know, in the last year um, that anything could happen. And, you know, just, you know, if opportunities come your way, you know, jump at them and work it out, you know, start getting into some corporate work recently, just some opportunities. Yeah, I'll do that. You know, just, you know, opportunities will arise and you know, put the work in, but yeah, those that they're living, you know, not getting to the end of your life and go, Jesus, I uh, didn't really live at all. I think that's, 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 that would be mine as well. So we're, we're snap on those ones. So, um, so thanks a million, Brendan, um, uh, for giving your time. We've probably gone a bit over there, but you know, this is, uh, I, 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 I love soccer as you can know, as you yeah. know as well. So it's great to have a chat uh, and, um, you know, appreciate all the work. I said, I'd, I'd, a you were coaching me for a little while before my Achilles fell off. Um, yeah. But uh, I think, well, I think it was me trying to, you know, running after 17, 18, I was thinking I'm the same age, but. Uh, I knew you did look, come up that night, actually, where you went down, you were, you could. You could yeah. See but look, I think things happen for a reason. Uh, I think it was something I was probably wasn't looking after the body as well as I, you know, not getting enough rest and there was working too much. There's a lot of stuff I've taken from that injury um now and i take forward but uh look i was i was doing some running and ball work with riley yesterday it was nice i didn't kick the ball in about two a year and a half two years so that was nice uh i might get back for a sevens maybe one year you never know yeah you never um know. but no i really appreciate your time and you know it's amazing to find out you know spend you know we chat to you a little bit but nothing too much um so to, to to um to actually you know go through your career there it was brilliant and some uh, some uh, really sort of goosebump moments in there as well so i really appreciate the chat and um you know, continue success now. And when hopefully we'll, we'll all get going in a month or two and you'll be, uh, yeah. so, so good luck with, with the Kerry. Um, Thanks very much. Thanks for uh, having me on. No worries at all. And uh, mind yourself and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Wow. Uh, that's a wrap with Brendan Maloney. Um, fantastic chat. I'm sure you agree. Really insightful, <clears throat> really powerful. Um, it's great to see sort of the behind the scenes of a professional footballer, um, especially someone's coming from, the town that you live in, a small town in the southwest of Ireland, to to make it over in England um, uh, and to play nearly 250 league games um, is 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 pretty amazing. So uh, you know, just know he's going to be a very good coach um, and again get to the top level of that as well. So uh, if you like that, guys, share and um, tag tag the the gym and the story tag Brendan. Uh, if you can give it a rating on Apple Podcasts, I would be so, so grateful. <laughs> um, let's try and get this one out there to as many people as possible. I think um, anyone can can take stuff from there, not just um, uh, people who are interested in soccer. So, um, yeah, great. Another great podcast. Hopefully we've got another one lined up soon. And, um, yeah, have a great week, and we'll talk to you very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.